Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, it's just me. In this episode, we'll look at how to stop being frustrated and walk in the overflow of love instead, find out where this overflow comes from, and see how an exploding water bottle taught me about living with more joy. This is episode 27. Here we go. Well, thank you listeners for being with me today. I just wanted to take a quick moment before we dive in and encourage you to go ahead and leave a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. And if you listen on Google Play or Stitcher, there's places to do that there as well. But yeah, just reviews really help new listeners to find this podcast and be encouraged. I also wanted to take a moment to say thank you for those of you that have done so much sharing and word of mouth or sharing through social media about the podcast. So I really appreciate that. It's really heartwarming to know that this podcast is making a difference in your life and you are excited to to share it. So thank you and keep up the great work of spreading the word. So today I just wanted to kind of dive in and talk about what to do when you are feeling dry. So picture a cup, right? And it's an empty cup and someone pours some water into that cup to the point that it's overflowing and just spilling out the sides and just naturally bubbling over. That is kind of the picture that I want us to keep in mind today about living a bubbling over kind of abundant life full of love and joy. No more striving, mustering up enough patience to barely make it through the school drop-off line. I swear that's enough to test the patience of even the strongest among us. (sighs) No more crying tears of frustration because we have blown it again. No more feeling helpless and confused about how on earth to parent these precious children we've been given. No more aiming at perfection in our own strength, failing, then feeling ashamed and upset, making poor parenting decisions, and then failing again in our anger and starting that cycle all over again. Not living in abundance and this kind of bubbling over (laughs) love and joy. It's like if you were living in a cold climate and you were struggling with having dry skin, dry hands, let's say, and you're just like every morning you wake up expecting to feel soft skin, right? You're like, oh, my hands should be soft, but you've never put moisturizing lotion on carefully every day, right? It's the same for us. We can't expect soft, gentle answers when we have not been careful to apply the balm of peace and quiet moments in prayer with God. Another analogy um, from Jesus himself, actually, from the Bible, uh, he talks about out of you shall flow rivers of living water. So that's what I mean by overflow, this natural outpouring from us, right? The best part is this water is not from us. This overflow doesn't come from deep within us. I think some philosophies and other world religions will tell you, like, if you just look deep enough and go deep enough in yourself, you can find all the answers, you know, and that's unfortunately not true. The deeper we go, we're just going to find more, you know, mistakes and failure and, and we'll stumble over the same things over and over again. I have been feeling just in the last few months that I could definitely be walking in more abundance and have not been doing that, right? I haven't been feeling like I'm parenting from a place of confident, calm, abundance, and overflow. No, in fact, I feel like I've been very dry. And I mean dry, cracked, dusty, and empty. And you know how that manifests itself to my family? I become snippy, (laughs) 
snappy and angry. There's bitter sarcasm. There's biting criticism of others. Glares, eye rolls. And what, at that moment, I'm like, what, what am I, a middle schooler? No. Oh, it's so embarrassing. A grumbling spirit and complaining thoughts. Yep, just call me snippy snappy. That's how, like, it'll be a thing. That's how, that's how I feel sometimes. I'm, I'm kidding, but in all seriousness, I have had just this major revelation recently of just, you know, I need to stop and focus on this one thing, which is prayer and pouring out my heart to God. I did this recently and it was almost like a miracle happened. I felt free. I felt reconnected and lined up with him and his heart. And I just felt like, overwhelmed and overflowing with joy and peace and love. In a few simple focused moments, I stopped striving, came to the end of myself and relinquished control again and just fully surrendered. It is so good to do this and do this often. We are prone to kind of yank the reins of our lives back out of his hands sometimes, at least I know I am. So you know what the beautiful thing about this concept of overflow is? It's all his work and his gift, okay? It's such an amazing, freeing thing to think about. So let's ponder this for a minute. Jesus also says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, so that means when my snippy snappiness is pouring out, like with no filter, and I am angrily chiding or nagging or complaining about something, my family does not see the love of Jesus. Now, I know you're so surprised, right? (laughs) But no, in those moments, they see the human Hannah striving for perfection in her own strength, but failing, and Jesus is not glorified. I am less patient, gentle, or good in those moments, and I have zero self-control when I am operating out of a dry and cracked heart. However, when I am soaked and saturated and overwhelmed by God's love because I've prayed and I've worshiped him and I've taken that time, he pours abundant living water over my heart and soul, and it will just naturally, effortlessly splash out and refresh others. And it starts with my husband and kids. So here's some thoughts to ponder. You cannot have overflow if you've cut yourself off from the source of the water, right? If we don't spend time with God in his presence and in prayer, we won't be poured into and we will become dry. And I kind of... I kind of get frustrated when I hear us all talk about like, I don't have the time. I used to be able to do way more time, quiet times and this and that. It's true that we don't have as much maybe blocks of time as we used to if we didn't, let's say, before kids versus after kids. But we do have more than two minutes. You know what I mean? It's not like we don't have any time. And I never want to become rigid with like, everybody should do this amount of time per day. You know, that's, that's silly and that's folly. But something deep inside tells me we need more of that quiet, life-giving communion with God. You know what I mean? If he is our prize, if he is our everything, he definitely deserves more opportunities to pour into us so that we can stop striving and trying to be all these things like loving and joyful in our own strength. I cannot conjure up enough patience or gentleness or self-control or goodness on my own. I just can't. (laughs) And neither can you. We may be successful on the outside or do okay for a few hours at a time, but there isn't a day that goes by where we can check all the boxes and do all the things perfectly, right? So in this encounter where Jesus is talking to this woman at a well, that the one that I've been referencing, he's like, if you drink this water, you're going to be thirsty again, right? Here's a revolutionary thought. She's going to be thirsty again, not just because 
she didn't have that living water, that relationship with Jesus, but because she wasn't letting him provide it for her. I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about. So we can't really be truly refreshed when we're getting water from other places, yes, but also if we're just trying to do it all by ourselves. So the water and the living abundant life can be produced in us, but it's not from us. Like we don't create it. You know what I mean? So the word that's used to describe kind of that living water and abundant way of living, the overflow way of living, is that word springing up means that it's just gushing, right? It's just gushing. It's springing up. It's leaping. It's just, it can't be contained. And I, I love that so much. So no other kind of meager or pathetic substitute like um, our phones or our substances or food or drink or media or anything could ever provide this kind of living abundantly. You know what I mean? I was reminded of this powerful truth about overflow recently when I was on an airplane sitting for six hours. Now, let me just say that I don't know about you, but I can learn things in very common places. Like God can show me something very practical practically through my surroundings or a circumstance, oftentimes I will feel corrected or kind of (laughs) adjusted or learn something because I am observing a situation, hearing a conversation, or, you know, observing behavior or whatever. So it was clear that God was speaking to me through this circumstance and the events that transpired on this flight. So first of all, I plowed through an incredible book called Dance, Stand, Run by Jess Connolly that I will just go ahead right now and highly recommend. I was spurred on towards grace and holiness, yet challenged not to neglect either one. So I was reading from that book and fighting back the tears when I just reached for a drink of water from my water bottle and I happened to take my camel back. Sure enough, when I went to open the spout, the pressure had built up in that baby and it exploded and sprayed water everywhere. Luckily, people were startled, but mostly gracious, and we all moved on from that embarrassing incident rather nicely, because, you know, you're on a plane for a long time, and it's kind of awkward. So, except the lady that was sitting two people down from me, she was agitated. I don't even think she really got any water on her, but she was agitated and annoyed for pretty much the whole flight experience. And It wasn't my rain shower that got her going either. It was this or that or the flight attendant didn't bring the breakfast fast enough or how could they run out of this so soon or I can't believe this or that. It was exhausting and quite depressing to listen to. She never smiled. I honestly believe she frowned the whole time, the whole flight. So I felt God's gentle whisper to my soul, see what little joy she has. Do you hear that complaining and criticism the nitpicking, the negative attitude. Do not let yourself become like this. You know, how can you reflect my love and joy to others if you act like this? Ooh, it was a powerful, powerful example and reminder. And secondly, let's just talk about how that water incident relates perfectly to this teaching that we're talking about today, this concept of living in the overflow. My water bottle sprayed whether I wanted it to or not. It was full, it had built up that pressure, and as soon as I opened it up, look out. The point is the love and the gentleness and patience and joy that we desire in our parenting and just in our interactions with others will just, you know, come out and spray everywhere when we let God's living water fill us to overflowing. And his love never runs dry. There's no waking up one morning and going to God and finding he's got nothing left for you. No, it never, ever runs out. Thirdly, as I was reading that book, Dance, Stand, Run, I was all stirred up inside to accept the grace that he so freely gives me every day while still not neglecting issues of holiness, right? So really, really cool balance. 
one more whopper for you. <laughs> so I was in Hawaii. That's where the flight was to. It was to Hawaii with my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and my husband. And we all decided it would be fun to get in the hot tub one night. It was a balmy 80 degrees in the evening. So after dinner, we we got in the hot tub. Now I noticed that it was raining, but I thought, hey, I'm from the Northwest. If I can't sit out in the rain for a few minutes, like who am I? What? <laughs> so as we sat there in the hot tub, like the hot water, we were relaxing and chatting. The rain began to increase in volume and intensity. Raindrops began pricking the water with sharp, strong power. And before we knew it, our hair was soaking wet and we were being pelted with quite the heavy rainstorm. Oddly enough, it was actually really refreshing and it produced this kind of joy in us. All we could do was just laugh and giggle about it, like that we kind of needed after this long day of travel. I think God's love is like this. When we sit and just let his love and gentleness and peace, kindness and joy begin to wash over us, we become drenched in him. All the good things that are in him become ours freely. So he saturates. He is the living water. He will allow it to bubble in and out of us after we simply receive it. I didn't have to try to have sopping wet hair. It just happened as a direct result of me sitting out in that rainstorm. No real effort on my part except positioning myself outside where I could be in that rain. So this water and this overflow we're talking about is like a gushing stream and like a fountain. It will burst out out of us by the power of God's spirit so that all the credit and the outcome can always point to him. Wrapping this all together, I have been so frantically desiring and trying to produce the fruit of the spirit in my life and with my kids. I have forgotten along the way that it's his work in me. It's a natural byproduct of relationship and time with him. When I neglect time in prayer with him... I suffer the consequences, we all do, namely, no joy. I've realized lately that I have not been walking in the drenched, happy overflow of his love. So I hope this is encouraging to you. I know this is a lesson I've been learning in the last few months, and like I said, on that trip recently, it really was brought home to me that the source of the overflow and the water is not me. It's not me. I can dig and dig and dig and look inside and look inside and look for the answers. I don't have them and I don't have the ability to be perfect. I don't have the ability to be perfectly loving and joyful and patient and kind all on my own. The source has to be God. And I suppose that makes sense because if we could just perfectly live this life and do everything, we wouldn't need him, you know? So remember that the source is not you. I love a good self-help book as much as anybody else, but ultimately those kind of books are great. They have a lot of cool ideas. And I, I mean, I, I have so many good things to say about so many books like that, but that will not provide that deep, (laughs) I don't know, the deep overflow you want to walk in. That will not provide lasting change. It just won't. Because when we look inside for the answers, we can only get so far (laughs) and then we're done. We have nothing. So coming to the end of ourselves is actually a good thing. So Realize that the source of this gushing overflow and spring of water that contains all the goodness, all the gentleness, all the patience, all the kindness, all the love that we could ever desire is only found in God. So be encouraged. The source is outside of ourselves. Go to the source and you will find everything and more that you are ever, ever, ever looking for. All right, moving on to my favorite things. So currently, Because I just took this trip, I was really, really enjoying everything Hawaiian. Like, all the food, all of the ambiance, like, the relaxed atmosphere. And I 
consumed probably a little too many chocolate-covered macadamia nuts. Oh, chocolate-covered with coconut macadamia nuts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Costco had them on the island. Oh my word, those things were just kryptonite. (laughs) They were so good. And so, I don't know, we were just embracing all things Hawaiian. I think we had the classic like pork and rice and we had some other kind of Asian fusion food and Thai food and oh my goodness, so many great things. Um, Cannot say enough good things about that trip. It was wonderful. All right, last segment for today will be a Bungleby moment from my friend Christina, who is a regular guest co-host on the show. She shared with me, we visited earlier today, actually, when I'm recording this, um, she was telling me her daughter came to her just a few days ago with a carton of milk, like a small kid size carton of chocolate milk. And she's like, mom, I found this milk in my room and I don't know if it tastes good anymore. (laughs) We've all been there, right? Christina's like, "Mm, we're going to throw that away. (laughs) When milk gets bad, it's like, oh, how long has that been in your room? And I don't even want to know. I'm not opening it. I'm not smelling it. I'm just going to go ahead and just just call it and throw it away. Oh, so here's to all those moments in our week where we have funny little encounters with our kids and maybe expired food. (laughs) Okay, well, on that kind of silly note, um, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. Be sure to email me, hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com if you have any listener questions. We love to answer those throughout the show. Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you are enjoying this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Come visit sundayafternoonmama.com and follow me at sundayafternoonmama on Instagram and Facebook. And one quick announcement about sundayafternoonmama.com. If you head over there and click on the archived podcasts on the podcast page, you can go to episode four, which was all about peaceful morning routines for kids. And I have added three articles about sleep that are super, super cool. They are from the Sleep Help Institute, and they're just really insightful and really practical ways that we can all get a better night's sleep, grownups and kids. And it has, if you explore their website, sleephealth.org, you can find other links to other other amazing articles about how to create great bedtime routines, how to get better sleep if you have shift work, and how to encourage good calm bedtime routines for your kids. Anyways, there's just so much good information. I thought I would make sure to let you know that that is available to you. And again, that's if you go to sundayafternoonmama.com, click on podcasts, and then go to episode four. That will have links to sleep health articles that I thought were particularly amazing. So I will be back with you again next week. And in the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.